0: welcome back my name is steve i'm andy and chris isn't here Aww. and you guys know Christy what that Beans. means it's time to cream it <laughs> Woo! but before we get into all that andy what is this show
1: This show is Streaming Things. Hey, he got it. The only podcast we're pretty sure that brings you the best, the brightest, the strangest, the sexiest. TV and film properties for you to stream with your eyeballs. In an ocean of streaming content vying for your attention. We are your lighthouse, your beacons of broadcast, your curators of content. They said it couldn't be done. They said that
0: removing Chris from the show would just mean that Andy and Steve would just fall off a cliff and not remember
1: the opening but only steve did that's why andy did the opening (laughs) i'm just dangling with like two fingers (laughs) from that cliff buddy i'm pretty sure i said an ocean of streaming content but whatever this is one of the times i wish there was like an actual camera for streaming because
0: like like the audience the listeners didn't get to see what i saw which was you confidently delivering this line of dialogue but with the most unsure eyes (laughs) they were kind of squinted and your like pupils were looking like left and right like i don't know what I go I'm looking for the words,
1: <laughs> got there in the end. Well, thank you again
0: for uh downloading the uh the podcast and listening to us once again, listeners. We appreciate you guys stopping by to the old hovel. Uh, like we mentioned, Chris is not here. That we just had some weird, con- uh, conflicting schedules mm-hmm. this week. It was one of those things where like either Chris and I could record one day, Andy and I could record another uh chris and annie can record the next so it was just kind of like a paper rock scissors deal and it landed with you know your boys andy and steve creaming <laughs> it part four the the greatest quadrilogy since <laughs> alien when that was still a quadrilogy <laughs>
1: was that a quadrilogy i guess yeah
0: before they before they started making prometheus and all those movies covenant yeah. and, what was the sequel to
1: prometheus wasn't there
0: covenant yeah you're right oh, okay. yeah yeah it was covenant because the original the original Alien quadrilogy was Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, we're the the best quadrilogy in media since Alien. Before that, stop Eat being your a heart quadril- out,
1: Ridley Scott.
0: Yeah, suck it, Ridley Scott. Yeah. What have you done recently? Fucking Last Duel. <laughs> So we got a a really fun, I think, laid back show for you guys today. Uh, We were going to talk about some uh, famous, um, you know, Groundhog Groundhog Day time loop type situations. But we thought we would save that for next week when Chris can join us because, you know, Chris... Has a, an amazing point of view when it comes to film, and we definitely didn't want to lose out on his insight into that. So instead, uh, what Andy and I are going to do today is we're going to do our costing streams as we are to do every week. Drink some
1: Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Well, we are definitely going to cream it. We've got some. I, I wish we had a camera too, man, so they could see the bevy of bevies. Um, oh, I'm going to. Uh, we have a bevy of beverages up here, and we got to. Uh- <laughs> We got to acknowledge right now, let's see, there's two bottles of water, a shock top beer, a Diet Mountain Dew, an iced coffee, four shots of fireball, two pours of uh, 1792 small batch. And that's just Andy's half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think I have some of the, 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 the fireballs, but fireballs. the rest of that's mine. But uh, like, and then I have water and I've got a uh, black tea, <laughs> <laughs> not black tea. You put milk in it like a goddamn savage. I, I got milk and honey in it. Um, because I want to build the pyramids. Uh, what? The, the pyramids were, were built with uh, bread and honey. I've never heard that. I don't saying. know. Because that, that's what they fed the people who built the pyramids. Oh, my God. Well, they were also built with slave labor. But well, that's who was eating it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say they it. They
1: were eating the bread I and
0: honey. I wanted meat. a Disney Plus situation and just avoid the word slave. <laughs> That's why we can't say slave one in the book of Boba Fett. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, it's okay. It's for the best. Huh? Yeah, so, I, so if you're not aware, if you're a new listener who hasn't listened to the show that long, whenever Chris is away, the mice do play. The mice being Andy and I, and what we do is we 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 drink Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey plus other things. We get a little toasty. No, uh, we we talk about what we what we've been streaming, but also we did a fun little. I had a fun little uh, idea early today. I went on to Twitter. And I tweeted out to the, the the listeners. I said, "Hey, Andy and I are recording a special episode today. Send us in your questions. They could be about movies. They could be about us. They could be weird. They could be wild. So we got a and we got a great and actually, I was very very surprised with the feedback we got in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So we've actually got our, quite a few questions we're going to do. So it's going to be a fun, laid back episode. There's going to be a lot of laughs, uh, some drinks, and some good times." I oh, hope goodness. I hope that sounds good to you. And if that doesn't sound oh, good to you, I mean, it
1: sounds so wholesome there at the end. I know I it's a, as wholesome as you can get while shooting fireballs. Speaking of which, buddy, oh, we can't clink these. They're the little plastic shot bottles. Yeah, these are the ones they serve you on, like okay. uh, airplanes. Well, let's let's clink our seventeen ninety two, and pretend that that was the fireball. That was the fireball <laughs> down then, the hatch. Cheers, buddy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Every time, buddy. I got to do those in two. You got to do it in two? And, Andy like just straight up uh, demolish that thing, and I have to like do it to, uh, in two takes. I am
1: what the kids call a functioning alcoholic, so <laughs> I, I knew my way around a, a fireball shot. I'm at that point in my life
0: where drinking has uh, started to... Um, kind of go solve your
1: problems. Turn around, <laughs> turn around, buddy. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. It's more like uh, the drinking. Like you know, when I was in my youth, when I was a young man, I could drink all night and wake up the next day and only be mildly affected. And mm. nowadays, I drink a. One
1: shot of fireball cinnamon whiskey and I'm hung over by seven. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a funny thing this morning. So I had a buddy come over and do a bunch of work in my basement with me last night. We were like installing lights and painting walls and just doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, as we are wont to do when we uh, are work doing housework stuff, we had a, a drink or two. And so I woke up this morning not feeling super great. And I was laying in bed looking up at a bottle of water on my dresser that was out of reach it was only like three or four feet away but too far for me to be willing to travel to get it <laughs> i know that feeling And i just started thinking of um uh daniel craig and knives out what's his character's name I, i'm blanking on it ben oh, blanc. Benoit, benoit blanc yeah blanc, yep yep but i just started thinking it's the life-saving antidote <laughs> but i couldn't reach it <laughs> can you do know that one more time no because i did it all like southern bell it's the life-saving antidote <laughs> I can't oh, do my stars. oh my stars. That was a bullseye Benoit. <laughs> Benoit Blanc. I still want to know. This why just in he everybody.
0: Uh, Andy has been confirmed to be in Knives Out 2. He's joining the cast. <laughs> God, I would love that. He's the fake Benoit Blanc.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: Andy shows up in the same suit that Daniel Craig's been wearing. The whole
1: Somebody movie. avoided a question. Why was I hide? <laughs> I love the way he says that. Why, why was I hide? Was I hide? i do declare well but before we jump into the uh and stream segment i guess we should probably uh name drop a couple of people uh we got some business to attend to because you know this show actually costs some money
0: it to does. run uh and we're fortunate enough to have fans who actually give us money to produce a the show they do that by becoming patreon subscribers which you can too You can go on to patreon.com slash streaming things and you can become a subscriber and get all sorts of benefits. Not only are you supporting one of your favorite shows, we hope, uh, but you also get access to bonus episodes. Uh, You can take part in polls to participate. Or uh, I'm sorry, you, you can, can participate, participate in, in the polls to dictate what the bonus episodes are about. We I've actually got a poll you can participate in Steve. Oh, let me lube up. Uh, we actually have a poll going on right now for the current for the next bonus episode. The poll is love themed, and it's between uh, 2001's A Night's Tale, is it 1995's Before Sunset, a five or six, and uh, 2016's La La Land. Um, and I believe Knight's Tale is currently winning, but we will not. Uh, actually... Oh, no.
1: Is my streak ending?
0: Uh, well, it was pretty close. I think it was three. Actually, it was. I think you were in because <laughs> I think Son it was three people were re- voting for a Knight's Tale currently. And there were two votes for uh, La La Land at the last time I checked. It might change.
1: Before Sunrise is a really good movie, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I haven't seen it ever. I haven't seen it. Now.
0: Oh, my God. To be fair, I haven't seen a night's Tale either. So, like. If Andy or Chris, no
1: matter who wins this week, Steve wins. Yeah. Because either you pick my movie or I get to see a new good movie. I started learning uh, City of Stars just in case that uh, La, Ooh, La La Land wins so I can pl- play it for our intro. Oh, no. Guys, sign up to become a Patreon
0: subscriber at Patreon.com. streamingthings streaming things and vote for La La Land so you can hear Andy sing City of Stars. You're going to be <laughs> singing, right? You're not just doing the instrumental? Oh, no, I'll sing. Oh, okay uh well andy uh we have to thank part of the part of the uh benefits of being a patreon subscriber is we give you shout out a shout out mm-hmm. um and so uh these are the patreon members we would like to thank for keeping the lights on here at streaming things thank you to phil shout out phil shout out to phil love that guy shout out to carmelita thanks carmelita oh thank you so much That's girl such a cool name i look forward to your twitter uh, twitter uh tweets when you're like double feature and you put the posters of the movies you're watching i get a kick out of that she watches more movies than anybody she watches more movies than i do that's for sure and i'm like why doesn't why doesn't carmelita come on this podcast carmelita direct message us we got to work something out girl (laughs) i want to hear from you thank you carrie thank you carrie i love you carrie um in a platonic way uh thank you enza I love you Inza. and is the best and does sends me pictures of her dog sometimes. And that is a no. cute little dog. Thank you. Cake. Love you. Who doesn't love cake? Thank you. Cake. That's why cake is invited to every wedding. Is the cake real <laughs> though? Oh, that's pretty good. This cake is not a lie. That's for sure. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Jimmy friend of the pot. He's been on the show before he was on the spawn episode. Is
1: that what that was? I couldn't remember. I knew that he was on an episode. Yeah,
0: he was on the bonus episode of Spawn, and then he became a Patreon subscriber, (laughs) just so he could hear himself. (laughs) Hey, but he hasn't canceled his subscription yet, so we got him. Support the art. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for everything you do. Good luck on your move. Uh, Thank you, E. Lopez, for your contribution,
1: and thank you, Kyle. I thought we agreed it's going to be Elo. Did we agree on that? I thought so. Like J- Jennifer Lopez is J Lo. You know what? E Lopez is Elo. Thank you, Elo. I hope you find your Ben
0: Affleck out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh beans. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a South Park reference.
1: <laughs> Taco Flavor kisses is for my bean.
0: Man, that that episode has to be so old now because that was when they first dated in the,
1: what, early, early 2000s? 2000s? yeah. yeah. And, and now it's, they, I dude, I hope to God they bring it back in the new season. That'd be fucking hysterical.
0: <laughs> I used to have, the, I, I have that song memorized that Cartman used to make her sing. I don't know if it's appropriate to sing in <laughs> modern times, but I used to have that uh, memorized when I would go to Taco Bell. I'd be like, do you remember what I want to order for tacos and a soda pop? Uh, <laughs> taco taco um but yeah so thank you so much if you would like to become a patreon member and have some money our way go there and subscribe to us but if you oh my god Andy don't die I'm
1: sorry Andy I'll go over there and give you mouth to mouth you need it yes please <laughs> <laughs> but
0: if you can't throw us money or throw us your money our way that's okay we don't care we just are so happy to have you but you can still interact with us by going to uh our uh, uh Twitter feed that's at streamthingpod or you can email us at streamingthingspod at gmail.com Mm. or you can give us a phone call at 859-757-4051. One. I did the dramatic look away from Andy. <laughs> I looked funny. away from him and then pooh, <laughs> one. That's the one. That's the one digit I have I memorized. They call that blue steel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave you the blue steel, man. Uh, but with that, Andy, are you ready for some crossing streams? Let's do it. <laughs> Crossing Stream, as you know, is when we go out into the world and we stream some shit. Then we come back here on the microphones and we tell you from on top of the mountain what it is we saw. And so that you may take it as uh, as gospel. Did we like something? Did we hate something? The
1: burning bush gave us tablets of content and we must read them unto you, our listeners. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's well, something about well, the Moses term joke for you
0: burning bush that I've, that I've always felt uncomfortable with <laughs> a ginger
1: oh man I'm sorry oh come I
0: on oh. that's why you felt uncomfortable you just didn't know it <sighs> well as is tradition when we do cross streams, we always start with our beloved andy uh so andy uh tell me my friend what have you been streaming this week
1: I've been streaming a couple of things. Um, One thing that I I honestly don't remember if I mentioned last week or not, but I'm going to say it. Because I just rewatched it and I love it. And that's Knives Out with Benoit Blanc and his life saving that right <laughs> life antidote. Um Holy fuck, how good is that movie, man? Um I and I feel like I actually rewatched it maybe like six months ago and talked about it on the podcast, but I rewatched I think you did, it. Yeah. I rewatched it again recently with my girlfriend. So I uh, subscribed to YouTube TV. Did she fall asleep during that one? She did. Mm. She has the street fallen continues. Uh during literally every movie we've ever watched except for two she, she she's a nappy girl she likes taking naps and that's okay i i, I have this weird thing to where pe- people sleeping is really really comforting to me um so like when i was a kid and i would have nightmares uh i would run to my parents bedroom and go sleep between them and both of my parents uh were extremely loud snorers like both of them, like they all my whole life, they complain about the other one snoring so much, but it's like, it's both y'all. It's just a race to fall asleep first. So you don't have to listen to the other guy. But, True um, love right there. Exactly. But so uh I, I so this sound of snoring comforts me and just the knowledge of or being around somebody that's sleeping. Uh, has done the trick. So anyway, all to say is that I don't mind it when she falls asleep during the movie, I'll sit there and I'll finish the movie and then I'll read a book or something while she's sleeping. But yeah, when it comes to significant others, I've always taken that as a compliment. If you're watching a movie together and they
0: fall asleep, that just means they're, 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 comfortable. A, they're comfortable and they're at peace. They're happy to be with you.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't fall asleep when you're unhappy. Exactly. You know, <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I subscribed to YouTube TV, yet another streaming service. It's like $65 a month, but it's what it's, um, essentially cable, but, uh, oh. that you stream. Uh, so like all the networks are on there. I subscribed to it for, uh, the Bengals, uh, games, uh, now that they're who day they're in the, uh, AFC championship, <laughs> Gotta get that in. uh, right. So I, uh, I subscribed so I could, there was a game that was on like NBC or something and I couldn't find another way to stream it other than to get YouTube TV. Uh, and I just held on to it for a month so I could watch the uh other playoff game and now the championship and then the Super Bowl next month, and then I'll cancel. But for now, it's kind of cool going back and watching actual cable again. Well, I mean, in as much as streaming YouTube TV is cable, yeah. but so is it just like the say you want to like go to the Comedy Central channel? Yeah, I could just watch Comedy Central, and it's just like a channel like you would see on the YouTube app normally, but it's the company central channel is that how it works? Uh, well, it's its own app. YouTube TV is not YouTube, it's um, it's its own app, but oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, you just you know, it has the guide like you know, cable had, and, and it's live cable, it's not like and it's live, yeah. yeah okay. And and it also has like DVR built into it, so uh, uh. you can rewind if you uh miss something, or if uh, what I usually do is let it play for a little bit, keep it paused, go away, come back, and then. I can fast forward through the commercials. It was funny because at first I was like, oh, a commercial. How quaint. What because, are those? Because I hadn't watched regular cable in a really, really long time. Uh, but then after like the second or third one watching Knives Out, I'm like, oh, my God, another. Com- I don't give a fuck, progressive. I already got insurance. <laughs> um, that's why I hate streaming
0: uh, commercials because they it's usually like the same three Yeah, that they have for the month that you just you'll you'll see that same progressive commercial 90 times in the course of 30 days or liberty
1: blue but But yeah, so it it gets old. It got old really fast. At first, it was like a nostalgic throwback. And then I'm like, I just want to watch the fucking movie. Oh, and they were like bleeping curse words. I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Uh, But like, that's cable for you. So it was like, I don't know. It's like TBS or something. I was watching Knives Out on and that movie doesn't cuss much. But when it did, they bleeped it. Um, so anyway, yeah, was it I, an actual bleeping or did they do that? Like really corny overdubbing where, uh, no, they just muted it. Um, which was uh, an interesting take. Usually they like, somebody says fuck and they dub in duck, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, the voice never matches, but, um, yeah, this, they just straight up just muted it, which I thought was, uh, a better way to do it, honestly, than filling in some other word. Yeah. It's less, it's less distracting, especially if you're like super familiar with that, with mm-hmm. that film. For sure, uh, but yeah. So I rewatched uh, *Knives Out* on YouTube TV recently, and uh, what I I I can't say enough good things about that movie. It's so funny. It's heartfelt. It's it's clever. It's uh, a really good take on a whodunit, and like, oh yeah, kind of so turns the genre on its head halfway through, and it becomes less of a whodunit and more of a I know who done it, and go from there. It's really interesting. That was my favorite film of that year. Same, same number, number one. What was that 2019 remember when we uh went to the we'll see it again in theaters and we downloaded the director's <laughs> commentary to listen to in our phones um so i'm sitting there listening to it on my phone yours didn't work and i didn't know and so i'm listening to the <laughs> ryan johnson con- it was a really cool idea like go to theater yeah i, li- I heard the first maybe 10 minutes played oh really the first 10 minutes of it played and then it like turned off and i couldn't get it to turn back on at the oh. same time yeah but so it was just funny because like I uh, i'm sitting there i hear a really funny anecdote and i kind of laugh and look over at steve and nod and he just nods back but <laughs> i don't know that he can't hear what i'm hearing so it, i'm just playing along with like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's good huh um so anyway i love the fuck out of that movie and i cannot wait for the next one um so uh the next thing that i watched uh i caught up well i didn't catch up but i started peacemaker you guys talked about it last week and you made me want to watch it yes baby and dude that opening sequence did not disappoint (laughs) that this is chris always gives me shit and he says that uh he never skips the uh, the the opening to TV shows, but mm. like so like Stranger Things when we watch that together, he always watches the whole. Oh, I do too. Do you skip it? I always skip it. Oh, fuck oh yeah, bro. I don't give a shit. Like I, I know the music. Um, um uh, well, I'm just watching like red lines drift across screen. It sets and the I know mood. the music and it's cool. It's fine, right? But after like the sixth episode in a row, it's like the the real
0: life equivalent of setting the table, right? You got to put out the dishes and the forks and the knives. Like, yeah,
1: it could be tedious from time to time, but if you don't do that, something's missing. It's not the same. I mean, I guess that I am the uh, streaming experience equivalent of a spork. In that case, I'm just <laughs> like, get the job done and let's go. You know, one, one tool fits all. <laughs> the spork. The spork. Uh, but so I. Uh, have been loving Peacemaker and what, what all, I brought all that up to say, that I don't skip the intro to Peacemaker. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. And that song's a banger. And uh, I, I'm a fan.
0: I just love how it's these people performing this insanely stupid and silly it's dance a, choreography, but they're all doing it completely straight faced. Like the entire time. Their face looks so serious the whole time, but they were like, Putting on the most poorly choreographed, like
1: a terrible monkey synchronized dance thing. It's hysterical, and that's such a good like metaphor
0: for what the show is. These people like doing; they're in this insane, stupid, silly story,
1: but they're like being very serious about it. But somehow that makes it even funnier. Like this severe earnestness, I love it. Um, and the show's really good, and I don't know. it's again just my superhero fatigue, but like when that show was announced, I even though Suicide Squad, as our listeners will know, was my seventh or second favorite movie of the year next to Bo Burnham's Inside. Um, I loved the hell out of Suicide Squad; it was incredible. But when Peacemaker got announced, I'm just like, I don't give a shit. And then I watched it and I'm like, why did I think I wouldn't love this? Of course, I love this. It's James Gunn superhero stuff. And James Gunn is better than anybody at it. He's the best in the game. Yeah. And so the show is hysterical and it's raunchy and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Now, I am only two episodes in. I'm not caught up, so I don't know where it goes. But I hear that it's fantastic and it just keeps growing in viewership and stuff. I got the impression it didn't do super great when it first launched. But it is all over the zeitgeist now. Oh, I, I, I think this week it came out. It was like, it's the most streamed thing currently.
0: Really? It's yeah. like the
1: new Squid Game? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, not like of all t- Like, the, the most streamed thing currently. Like, well, things happening right now. It's like the... Mm the most downloaded thing that people are watching oh. rightfully. So, I mean, I even, um, uh, I was telling you this before we started recording, but my, my sister, I don't think she's like super ingrained into, you know, movies and TV and stuff like that, the way we are. But I immediately reached out to her and I don't even think she's seen the suicide squad. But I was like, Hey, have you seen the peace peacemaker show with John Cena? Cause she knows who John Cena is. Um, And she's like, no, is it good? I'm like, yeah, it's really, really funny. But I think he would love it because it's just John Cena dancing to 80s hair metal bands for 65% of every episode. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm on it. That's like her jam is 80s hair metal band. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: when we were doing the, uh, what was it, Fast Nine, Mm -hmm. we were like upset that they like wasted him. So wasted in that movie. I've never seen him, uh, seen a better comedic actor be used in such a terrible way. But, and that's the thing is John Cena is like, we all
0: know John Cena is incredibly funny. He's just a naturally funny, carries charismatic guy. But he also like, the show will like, you know, there's a joke that like John Cena cries in ep- every episode. <laughs> oh, really? But like when he, when he does, it like feels there's like this, r- it comes from this real place. It's like, man, John Cena can like actually tap into these real feelings yeah. and really make you sympathize with a character that maybe you probably shouldn't be sympathizing with. Cause he's not an amazing person, but the show does a great job of kind of making you realize, Oh, this guy is also a victim of, yeah. of, of his, his up- of, of his circumstances. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and you can easily start pulling for him, even though, like, in one scene, it's like, oh, man, this poor guy I feel so bad. And the next scene, he's bullying uh, Economos for having a bad
1: dye job in his beard. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that show so much. Yeah, it, 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 so far, it has been fantastic. And I, I, I'm definitely going to finish it. There's been a couple of things recently that I've started, and uh, I don't know if I just have the mental energy to continue. Um, I'm looking at you, Euphoria, but, uh, yeah, Peacemaker so far has been fantastic. And so I've really only other streamed one other thing today and actually did it today in anticipation of what I thought today's podcast was going to be. So next week we are going to discuss, uh, Time Loop movies, Groundhog movie, Groundhog Day movies. And, uh, so I was just looking up lists and there was a million of them, but I was looking up, trying to find like cool ones I hadn't heard about. Have you seen the movie Source Code? Have I seen Source Code, Andy? Of course I have. You ha- So I didn't even know about this movie. Mm-hmm. For, so first off, it's directed by Duncan Jones, yeah. who made Moon, uh, yep. Dave, David Bowie's son. And uh, Moon's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like it's on yeah. my probably top 20. It's such a good movie. And so I was like, oh my God, Duncan Jones made a time loop movie it's starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Vera Farmiga. And uh, who else is in uh, Michelle Monaghan. And um, uh, wh- wh- what's the dude's name from Westworld? Uh, I'm bl- I'm looking it up now. I'm looking at uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Um, so anyway, yeah, stellar cast. Uh, awesome premise. Really, really well executed. That is a damn good timely movie, dude.
0: Dude, it really is. That That's a movie that I remember going. So I haven't seen it in a while. I think I've only seen it once. It was when I saw it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to see it in the theaters and not really having super high expectations of it. I think I went to see it solely because of who the director was. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, man, I love moon. I love David Bowie and that's his kid. I want to see, him. I want him to succeed. Uh, and I remember walking away from this movie, just being completely blown away. Cause it is a really, really good time with movie. Uh, Jake Dillon is great. Like, uh,
1: what's the, basic plot so essentially uh Jake Hall, the character wakes up on a train and he is inhabiting the body of somebody that is not him so he wakes up sitting on this commuter train headed to Chicago sitting across Michelle Monaghan and she is talking to him as if she knows him and just like having normal chit chat stuff and he's like I don't know you who the fuck I'm I am this person I I I'm in the army. I was flying a helicopter yesterday. What the fuck am I doing here? And she's like, Sean, are you okay? He's like, my name's not Sean. And uh, the, it's a really cool hook early on within the first like 10 minutes that commuter train explodes. Uh, and there's a bomb on the train. And so you realize that he is in a simulation trying to relive that day over and over and try to figure out who, who bombed the train. And so it's kind of a who done it? Yeah. So he's will. like
0: he's taken on the identity of somebody who was on the train, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really neat because he just because he keeps going, he keeps being sent back into the the simulation over and over and over again to try to find more clues. He ends up developing like relationships with the
1: people who are on that train, mm-hmm. even though he knows they're doomed to, yeah, to die. As he to know everybody, and you 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 can only say so much about about it without being spoilery. And I feel like most time like movies kind of are that yeah. way, but you 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 can at least say that much to establish the basic premise of that's how he's in the loop is he's in the simulation and uh there there's more to it than that and that's you that's the hook like all transformers there are more to meet the eye in the situation exactly it, it's really cool because there's like two mysteries going on at the same time and i kind of love the layout of that and it's mm-hmm. like so who did bomb the train but also what is going on and and i love that and so i the 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 way it was laid out and the way it was executed everything about that movie was fantastic i can't believe that i hadn't even heard about it before it has one of the most generic titles ever yeah source code is a terrible title yeah um (laughs) and so i I'm not surprised that I saw 10 years ago Jake Hall's in an action movie called Source Code. And I was like, pass. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> But, yeah, that was a big miss for me, so I'm stoked to have seen it. And I uh, yeah, it may or may not, it will be on my list when we talk about <laughs> Groundhog Day movies soon because, yeah, dude, the movie rocks. I'm actually, you know, full disclosure, I'm kind of glad that we're pushing that topic back
0: a week because I started doing, you know, research like, well, oh, I was looking for inspiration. Like, what counts as a Groundhog Day movie?
1: And I'm looking through a lot. I'm like...
0: I really want to kind of watch some I of these. these, some of these I haven't even heard of and mm. they sound
1: dope. Yeah, dude, there were a bunch that I came up with like this morning, like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. And so then Source Code was one that I was like, Duncan Jones, watching. Yeah. And <laughs> and so I rented it. It's not streamable anywhere right now, unless you have uh direct TV. I think it's streamable on that. Mm. I just rented it on uh, my Apple TV, uh, four bucks. And it's worth it. Worth every penny. It's worth it definitely worth it steve what have you been streaming oh man so
0: i am i've streamed a, a good amount of things this week um i'll start with kind of like you know i i i, I continue watching peacemaker continue watching that uh I continue enjoying that excuse me uh i continue watching the book above it the Book, Book of Boba <laughs> Fett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the show title, that's just one word. I heard that it's getting better. Dude, uh I know we'd spent a lot of time on this last week, but like the this week's episode of The Book of Boba Fett was fucking awesome. Like, legit amazing. Um and I don't think it's Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Directed Correct? by Bryce Dallas Howard, yes, and it's phenomenally directed. I think. The, there's one part in particular of this episode that you can it really kind of opens your mind as to what they are capable of doing um, camera wise. They've, it seems like they finally kind of realize what they can do
1: with the camera in the volume. So the volume is the the set that they shoot a lot of these shows on. So do they do it the same way they do Mandalorian, where there's like the giant projection do- a lot of times, dome yeah. around them? Okay. Um, and slight spoiler: episode five of the Book of
0: Boba Fett is basically season three, episode one of the Mandalorian. Oh God! I'm, <laughs> I you lost me which means episode five of the book of boba fett is just about the Mandalorian. oh interesting cool um so you can see Din Din dinjarin doing his mandalorian thing um but yeah they film it the same way where if you don't know listener it's they film it on a volume which is basically like the sound stage but it has uh like screens like on the walls and the ceiling and they can use like a computer A video game uh, generation system. I think it's the Unreal Engine. Oh, cool. Where they basically compute what the background of the scene is and that appears on the screens behind the actor. so they don't have to green screen stuff in because they're capturing everything in camera. And that's really, really good because not only are you capturing everything in camera, but you're also getting perfect lighting on, you know, the silver of his, you know, outfit and everything. So you're getting perfect lighting, but also a more realistic looking uh, backdrop. That's as, opposed, why that show, as opposed to green screen. Yeah, and that's why that show looks so good and they're able to do it for relatively cheaper than what they would have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but but they do this like really Bryce Dallas Howard does this, she basically does a wonder. She does like a really long one take following the Mandalorian from like he's walking on the street of this, you know, metropolitan city. And it follows him into an elevator and then he's sitting in the elevator for a second and then it follows him out of the elevator and now he's in a dance club and he talks to some people in the dance club and then he walks back into the elevator elevator goes down and now he's back on the street again and it's like the camera's going all around him this whole time. And I feel like they finally were like, okay, we can have multiple levels of verticality in what we're rendering with the the volume in the background. So that like even though he's probably just walking in the same like 20 by 20 circle, but through, you know, a mixture of changing the backgrounds, but also having the actors and maybe some physical props that are on set that they're like brooming away when the camera's not looking at Mm -hmm. them, they're able to really make this long take seem just like incredibly diverse in uh setting
1: which is amazing
0: really cool uh and then not only that but if you're a huge fan of like the prequels specifically episode one like if you're a huge fan of mandalorian and episode one phantom menace you'll fucking love this episode because they do some amazing things that are like oh Watto show up no Watto's dead in this timeline man
1: oh he's dead by now Oh, I guess that's true. He was yeah. a, he was already an old man. An old thing. I don't know what he his yeah, race is. I forget how Watto dies in canon.
0: Or maybe it's not canon anymore. I know. I'm a little confused sometimes on mm-hmm. like what's canon and what's not in Star
1: Wars Well anymore. that sounds wizard, Steve. They say wizard in that episode, andy. And that's awesome. He says wizard. It's <laughs> it's wizard.
0: <laughs> that's dope but no bryce dallas howard it like she uh like the it, twitter exploded this week about people like man just give bryce dallas howard her own feature film and i gotta agree like you know she's putting some solid work and this was such a good episode and even the episode that she did uh the episodes that she's done for mandalorian have always been really really good they've always looked great they've always had that combination of pulling in Star Wars universe and kind of building on the background of the lore mm-hmm. in subtle ways kind of like how the original trilogy and the prequels would do um, but I, and I think it's great that like Bryce because like, when people are like oh directors I think of Ron Howard her dad mm-hmm. right
1: and I think she's directed way better Star Wars stuff than Ron has well he had his hands full that's like saying Josh Whedon's Justice League sucked it's like well he, you kind of inherited a mess let me Ron- praise Bryce no, 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 I, I, I'm, 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 I agree with you. I thought that, uh, Han Solo sucked. I thought that movie was terrible. Um, and I've never watched it since theaters. It was worth it for the castle run and that's it. Um, but, and, th- but the episodes that she did of Mandalorian, I think she also directed an episode of, uh, Black Mirror. Um, yeah, she, yeah, that was a good one. And yeah, she has been crushing it uh, she's also, I just, I, I've followed her career and loved the shit out of most everything that she's done, like since she started acting, uh, and yeah, she absolutely crushes it. So the, the Black Mirror episode that she directed, was that the one that she also
0: starred in? Yes. It was the where you like gave people points. Yeah, it was like uh, social media to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And she like loses all her points in a day and she becomes basically like a second class citizen exactly. by the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one, man. That, that Yeah, that was a good. One. She's great. I love her. Um, I've also streamed a couple uh, more things. Um, so in the past, I've talked about The Expanse. Uh, the final season of Expanse uh, came out earlier this year, uh, season six, and I finally got
1: around to watching that. I watched the first episode of the first season, if you'll recall, I uh, do. a few weeks you've, back. You've only, you only watched that first ep? I never, yeah, as I said earlier, there's a lot of things I've started recently that I just don't have the time or energy to jump back into. Sure. The Expanse, what I watched of it was great. I think I watched like two episodes maybe, but uh, yeah, I just haven't had time. Anyway, how is the final season? Uh, it's
0: it's good. Um, Not great? I, I have mixed feelings about something in particular. So it's the shortest season out of all of It's only six episodes. Um, Pulling a Game of Thrones. In an interesting way, I was actually going to compare something to Game of Thrones. Uh, meaning, so you've seen Game of Thrones. We've all seen <coughs> Game of Thrones, right? Of we covered the last season on this show. So the way The Expanse is set up with the last season specifically, I think they absolutely 100% nail the story that they wanted to tell. That being said, they didn't want to, they didn't wrap up all the story threads. They like almost, they didn't ignore, but they just completely decided not to attempt to wrap up certain story plots. Interesting. Um, the, the closest, like, and without spoiling anything, I think the closest kind of like, uh, Uh, analogy i can give to you is like if game of thrones went out and you know they had their seasons and they're like okay we are going to finish game of thrones this season they have six episodes and they do it and they like absolutely wrap up everything that's going on in king's landing and in the north and you know all the political who's going to sit on the throne like they wrap that stuff up perfectly but then like just didn't talk about the white walkers wow and that's like how the expanse ends is like something similar to that. Um, now, f- after I, uh, after I finished watching the show, I kind of like did a little like research and digging. So'm like, that's a really interesting choice. And apparently, so Amazon wanted to end the sh- end the show. Uh, there are nine books that the the show is based off of, and the sixth season is the sixth book. And supposedly, between the sixth and seventh book there's like a 20 year time jump mm. and so they're like oh this is a perfect time to kind of this is where the story kind of ends for the characters in the moment mm-hmm. and then I guess if they're like eh, if anyone wants to make, pick us up a again standalone movie or, or standalone movie we can do the, the last three books and I guess that's where the quote unquote white walker part of the series wraps up
1: still uh, though as a uh, series finale that has to be extremely underwhelming if not wildly frustrating
0: it's it it wasn't as bad as you'd think because like i said they they i think they nail what they thought was important to the current story Uh they nailed that so well that when it ended you're just kind of like huh well i guess that didn't happen i wonder what that was about it wasn't the thing you were thinking of it wasn't the thing in the forefront of your mind Mm -hmm. it was only like as the story was wrapping up, you're like, Oh, I guess I didn't actually complete that. And then the last thing I streamed. So last night I wanted to stream something new and a listener actually emailed us, um, last month, uh, it was around Spider-Man time. Okay. Um, and she's actually a friend of mine. I haven't seen her in, in, in years. Actually, she was someone I went to high school with, uh, and was, I was very close to for a while. Um, but she emailed us and she actually was like, Hey, you know, I love the show. Uh, and this isn't this is this is verbatim, but this is she she, she spoke to. Basically I love the show. Like,
1: you're the shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris is cool. Andy's cool. Steve, <laughs> fuck you. No, um, no. But she was basically like, hey, I love the show. Idea. You know, I'm a par- she's a parent. And so she watches a lot of, you know, kids films, obviously, because her kids want to watch films. And as you're as a, as a parent, you get stuck watching those things a lot mm-hmm. of times. And she was kind of like, maybe you guys can talk more about like f- some family movies from time to time. And, and then, and, you know, ever since you emailed that to me, that's
1: been kind of like rolling around in point. my head. Yeah. It is a very fair point. You I and mean, I don't have kid. Chris has a kid and a, yeah. another on the way, but, uh, yeah, you and I do not have kids. So like my the only way that I can relate to it is I'm an uncle times seven. Mm-hmm. So I have babysat a lot. And so like, I know you, do you want to build a snowman? Because <laughs> I watched frozen so many times, but um don't blame
0: your nieces and nephews for how many times you've watched frozen andy and dude for a minute
1: there uh my niece lily uh she wanted to watch moana on repeat just like moana over and over and over again and so i have she uh, you sing you're welcome every time she'd force you to do it yeah exactly <laughs> and, and like i like that song what can i say except you're welcome like yeah like there, there's some bangers but uh and I love Lin Manuel Miranda, but anyway, so yeah, we don't honestly often cover family oriented stuff, and that's a really good point.
0: Yeah, and I and I was I was sitting at home last night, and I was trying to find something new, and you know, and I was like, you know what? I all my friends that I have kids, or a lot of them that have kids that I've talked to have spoken about how many times they've seen the movie Encanto. Encanto, okay, yeah, and that is free on Disney Plus right now. You can stream it. I don't. Uh, Disney Plus has a weird relationship with their animated films like some of them that some of the animated films they put on disney plus are like you know you have to pay the thirty dollars or whatever the, oh, the for real the premium fee but then other ones like i think uh luca uh i saw luca uh, like the pixar movies and then and, and Encanto. no they're just up there you can just watch them hmm. even though they're like Encanto is still in theaters um it, 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 not a big point, but I just think it's weird that sometimes they're like, ah, pay us money to watch. Right. You know, this animated feature, but like not these, like it seems like the ones that are like the most critically pra- praised are the ones that are free, which is interesting. Is interesting. Um, but no, it can is really good. Uh, it's, uh, obviously, uh, a very, You know it's a very um heritage film you know it's Mm -hmm. it's about a family so so, culturally relevant film yeah so the 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 family's abuela the matriarch of of the film uh her and her husband in the past were like fleeing from some sort of persecution they don't like really make clear what it was but there's like guys with like torches and swords that are chasing the entire village away and they're crossing a river and somehow the grandfather dies so that everyone can live And because of a sacrifice, it gives this candle she's carrying powers and it grants her wish to have a safe home. And this home is built around her. And now uh, all of Abuela's family can grow up in this house that's magical. Interesting. And at a certain age, the house forms a door for the new family member. So all of her uh, kids, she has like two daughters and a son. At a certain age, a door forms. And when they go to open the door, they are granted like a supernatural ability. So like the one daughter can control the weather. The one daughter, uh, I forget what the second daughter does. The brother can like see into the future. And then that gift passes on to their kids. So now it's like three generations of this family have been growing up in this house. And this community has formed around this house that kind of relies on the family and their like supernatural abilities. Like there's a granddaughter who's super strong. So they're like, oh, will you, the donkeys got out. Will you go carry them back into their stall and Mm. the one uh, granddaughter can like grow plants so she's like growing all the plants for everybody and the main character who is uh maribel played by stephanie beatrice she finally comes of age for her door to open up and get her powers but when her door opens she gets nothing so she has no powers at all
1: oh that's uh and then so the the, the crux of the story she's really like i'm gonna fly i'm gonna have laser vision. nothing nothing she just has something beatrice from brooklyn 99 fame yes actually
0: i love her awesome uh rosa diaz mm-hmm. um you know several years later she's she's older her cousin who's this young little boy it's now his turn to get his door and i guess before they get their door they all share like a a room because like it's implied that she's been roommates with her little child cousin for several years. And now that he's going to get his room, like she's going to be alone again in this like drab little room because they're all of their rooms are doctor who rules where they're bigger on the inside. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and so now ah. it's his turn to, for the door and they're all nervous. Cause like, Oh, the magic didn't work for, uh, Maribel. Is it going to work for you? And it ends up working for him. So like the magic just skipped her and she doesn't know why and and then the story becomes like about like oh the magic is fading why is the magic fading and they all think it's her fault and she's trying to save her family because if her family falls apart the community falls apart as well and it's a it's a really really sweet story about finding your own way you know what makes you special uh how families affect community and it's a very very important film like we said for you know the cultural relevancy of today there was a video that someone put out on reddit that was like a big reason for why I wanted to see this movie was, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, why is Disney making all these movies about little girls? Why is everybody got to be a girl? You know, why why are they making all these movies about like minorities? Uh, you know, people who suck, right? right. Who like, oh my god, diversity—that's such a bad thing, yeah. you know, assholes. Yeah. Um. There, well, there was a video going around where it was this little little girl this little, little brown girl with thick glasses and the big curly hair. I saw the big curly hair. Yeah. And she's literally watching Encanto and her mom's filming her. And this little girl is just glued to the TV. And she keeps looking at her mom, like mom, it's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. And you can just kind of, it, it, like I, I was almost te- like, I don't have kids, but like watching that, like was making me tear up because I'm like, that's why this is fucking important. And mm-hmm. like, that's why I love that shit like this is happening right now in, in culture. Like it's so cool. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and is great. It's, uh, the songs are pretty good. Um, oh, it's musical. Oh, fair. It's very musical. Yeah. Oh, very awesome. much a musical. I didn't know that. Um, I think it's the same studio that made frozen. I think okay. it's the same like Disney animation, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's really, really good. The songs are fun. The characters are great. Uh, John Leguizamo's in it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and that is Encanto on Disney Plus. Go watch it now. Awesome. Uh, that's all I've been streaming. Word. So I think it's time for us to answer some. To I think answer. it's time to take a shot of fireball. It's it, it's that time once again. Here we can't clink the glasses, but you can hear the, the, the plastic kind of popping off. There.
1: <laughs> you ready, my friend? <sighs> Let's do this. Round two. Round two.
0: All right. So, what happened earlier today? I sent on Twitter. I said, "Hey guys, we're doing some uh, uh, streaming things. Questions. Tweet us any questions you have." And we got we got a, a plethora. We got a couple. a veritable smorgasbord of questions. Smorgasbord. <laughs> uh, are you ready to do this? Let's do this. All right. The first question comes from Sam Bam on Twitter. He writes, "If you could get a prequel to any standalone movie, what?" Would it be uh, so a prequel,
1: not a sequel? OK, but a prequel like I really want to know what came before. Mm-hmm. OK, so for me, I my answer is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. If you'll recall mm. a couple weeks ago, first off, it's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, second off, I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago and it occurred to me. That everything that Jim Carrey's character does, Joel, he uh, decides partway through having his memory wiped that he, he changes his mind. and He doesn't want it to happen. Um, and uh, he, without spoiling it, um, is mildly successful in uh, maintaining uh, the relationship that he has. And it occurred to me that Clementine, Kate Winslet's character, went through the exact same thing. She had her memory wiped as well and must have at some point changed her mind and decided she didn't want it to happen because they still, well, I guess I'm just going to spoil it. Fuck it. That movie came out like 18 <laughs> years ago. Spoilers for 18 year old movie that can drive and vote now. <laughs> right. They, uh, they can't smoke cigarettes though. And they, and they up the age on that. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah. It's 21 now. Do you know that? Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Joel and Clementine meet in Montauk and so I've, I think that she went through the exact same thing. She was having her memory wiped of Joel changed her mind partway through and they met in Montauk and that's beautiful to me. And I want to see her side of the story Um, because Joel's kind of a bad person. You know what I mean? Um, Like he, Mm -hmm. he is your, she's kind of like a manic pixie dream girl and he's kind of like the emo putting my problems on other people kind of person, like an early 2000s stereotype. Um, but I want to, I want to see what came before. I want to see her getting her memory wiped. I want to see how she hid in her, uh, memories. She's like, hide me somewhere deep down, hide me somewhere shameful. And we see like Joel getting caught masturbating for the first time, or we see him (laughs) as a toddler under a table, wanting a cookie and wanting his mom's attention and stuff. Like I want to see her side of it. And I think that that could be a really, really, really good prequel. Um, It's hard, like, that's the one that came to mind, but honestly, like, I I just started racking my brain, like how many standalone movies are there anymore? You know what I mean? Or that's true. One, yeah. Ones that matter to me, they're all getting legacy sequels or some kind of... Sequ- I could have said Space Jam, but that's not a standalone movie anymore, you know? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know. That, that, so I, I Do feel you want like a prequel be, to Space Jam? Is it just the... No, fuck is no. Is it just Michael Jordan's uh, career in basketball? it <laughs> be like Magic Johnson. Or, I don't know. Who, who who would that be about? You know, it, it wouldn't have been... I don't know. Uh, Sportsman 3? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, so I think the prequel to Eternal Sunshine would be pretty fucking rad. Dude, I've been sitting here
0: trying to think like I'm having a hard time coming up with a standalone movie that I would love to see a prequel to, which sucks because I have like a very vague inclination in the back of my mind that we've talked about something on the show where I specifically said like I would I'd much rather see the prequel to this. But I'm trying to remember what that was. Much rather see the prequel than the sequel. Like I was saying, well, I was thinking like, oh, there's this aspect of this story that sounds much more interesting than what this story is. Like, why didn't they tell the the what would have been the prequel to this?
1: Oh, okay.
0: But I'm but I, I've been racking my brain this whole time that we're talking. Oh, you know, I think I'm thinking of uh, is it Army of the Dead? Uh, yeah, yeah the the Zack Snyder thing. I don't know if I want that because I didn't really like Army of the Dead. But I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, I would love to have. I would much prefer that movie of them, like, escaping the horde and the initial breakout at Las Vegas. Like, that's a a cooler movie than what ended up being that movie. Sure. Um, But I'm also trying to think of, like, something better than that. It's really, really hard. It's really really hard to,
1: like, on the spot edge of tomorrow uh would be really good that's a standalone movie that would a prequel would be pretty badass because like that war has been uh going on for some time uh that tom cruise is dropped into and ultimately experiences the time loop and we discover that emily blunt's character had Ooh. had also the angel of death had that's a also good idea had the time loop so if we got to see her time loop she was the uh what angel of verdansk i don't know mm. i just pulled that out of my ass good. wow but yeah good. Yeah. Uh, uh, to get to see her her part would have been fucking rad
0: dude emily blunt's so cool in that movie oh my god yeah that movie would be called die live repeat (laughs) yeah (laughs) die live repeat repeat (laughs) (laughs) they just keep tacking on repeats at the end of every sequel (laughs) for that franchise all right so next question comes from enza we love enza she writes what's a talent you wish you'd had that I don't currently have. Correct. Yeah. I mean I think I, that's I, applied. Yeah. I like <laughs> Well a talent I have currently that I wish I had more of. <laughs>
1: I wish I was even better looking. Uh, you know um,
0: how I uh sometimes make the theme song for our shows? <laughs> I wish I did more of that. More of that. Uh I,
1: I wish I could play the piano. Oh really? Yeah. I uh took piano lessons when I was a kid and uh I took them at the same time as my sister, and being a six-year-old, seven-year-old kid, taking piano lessons with his sister, I got it in my head that the piano was a girly instrument. And so I quit, Uh, much to the chagrin of my mother. Uh, Because as as being the youngest of five, like my quote-unquote hobbies and sports and the things that I did were done out of necessity, not out of my desire. So like, I was on the swim team because everyone else was on the swim team, and essentially, it was just babysitting at that point. Like, well, Aaron and Allie and Adam are all at swim practice, so Andy, you're on the swim team now. And it's like, okay, sweet. <laughs> um, and so, like, piano is one of those things where it was uh, Allie's going to piano lessons. I never said, Mom, I wanna learn the piano. Uh, I just, one day I was in piano lessons, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I um, I dropped it at a very early age. And I, you know, I'm still a very musical person. I play guitar more than anything but i also play bass and i a little bit of drums um and you know i write music and stuff and that's fun but uh pianos like it's all out there you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. every note is right there it's right there it's laid out in front of you and you you can do things on a piano that you can do on no other instrument you can tickle Um, ivories you can't tickle ivories on a bass that's true
0: (laughs) that's true Um, actually it's funny you say that because i took piano lessons at the same age mm -hmm. um like, d- did you do, like, recitals and uh-huh. all that yep. shit? Yeah, I remember doing that. I, Playing I, fucking Three Blind Mice or whatever bullshit, that, like, I, six-year-old place. The one that I did was uh, When the Saints Go Marching In. That was my recital song.
1: Oh, in the Saints. I remember
0: learning that. I remember I was actually pretty good at piano for my age, I remember. Um, but I, similar to you, I, I fell out of it, um, not because, like, i had a sister or anything i was you know, i was the only person in my family that took it but i think at the time you know i was so little it's like i don't want to sit in front of the piano and do the exercises i just want to go outside and dig a hole or whatever some, <laughs> <dig a> hole. <laughs> is that what you did with your free time i i, I dug a hole in my time <laughs> <laughs> oh wow it rained and filled with water weird but yeah, like I, I, feel the same as you. Like I'm not stealing your answer, but I totally get that there are some times where I'm like, man, I wish I didn't stop playing piano. Yeah, that was, now, that, now cool. that I'm
1: older, like I love the fuck out of like Billy Joel and Elton John and stuff, and like I, pl- I cover their music on guitar as best as I can. But like, the reality is that like, there's so much, so much music. It's that a beautiful that, instrument. That I'm just missing out on. And so uh, I I guess like the part B to that would be, I wish I could read music and like to the most basic extent I can, like I know what the notes are. Like if I look at a treble clef, I I, I know what the notes are, but I cannot like sight read and play you something. I played trumpet in high school. And so trumpet uh, by virtue of how the instrument works is one note at a time. At any given time, you're never going to play a chord on the trumpet. You're going to play an individual note. Uh, And so learning sheet music for learning how to read music for the trumpet was a lot more, uh, simple. If you look at sheet music for piano, say, or guitar or something like that, there are probably six times as many notes on that sheet music by virtue of how the instrument works. And so that's like kind of the part B to that is like, as a part of learning piano, I would have learned how to read music and how to read, how to sight read complicated music. And uh, that that is a massive skill that I wish that I had. Anyway, what what skill do you wish you had that isn't piano? Uh, well, it's 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 also music based.
0: Um, I wish I could sing. Okay. Uh, and, and I think I can get away with singing like in a very um, like old timey, like nineteen fifties, like I'm a character that type of thing. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think I can get away with that like fake forced silly singing type thing but dude i wish i could sing like uh like a 90s grunge singer like where you just like scream and it sounds cool chris cornell has the best voice of all time yeah like a cornell or like a Kirk Cobain or like Mm -hmm. somebody like that like i wish i could sing or like even like like an actual person who can sing well like theatrically Mm -hmm. Uh, adam
1: lambert or freddie mercury dude i mean i wish
0: i could sing like freddie mercury but no one else could sing like freddie mercury
1: adam lambert can no, he can't. Yeah. Have you listened to Adam Lambert with Queen? He's, yeah, he's terrible. You think so?
0: <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate Adam Lambert.
1: Big disagree.
0: I'm a very right. big like anti Adam Lambert. I'm very like I don't mean, sing his songs, sir. I mean, he's, he's he is not
1: Freddie Mercury. He doesn't have the same I, I don't know feeling behind it. But he also that's not to say he's he a bad also singer. didn't write those songs. But yeah, right. it's yeah. the fucking notes. I, I,
0: I mean? don't want to be misinterpreted. I don't think he's a bad singer. You just don't like him. I just it's it's, it's more like you're not
1: Freddie. Get out of here. Yeah, Man. get out of here, Mr. Lambert. Like sublime with Rome. I don't give a shit. Like you're, you're not Bradley Knoll <laughs> Rome. I don't even know who the fuck Rome is. <laughs> Who's the guy? who uh tours with Journey now. Oh, I don't know. They've changed singers like 4 or 5 times, so. The, the no.
0: little the little guy from the Philippines, the uh, do you remember it was like 10 years ago they started. So it was this guy who he would go on YouTube and he would like I'm doing my Journey singing and he would like cover songs on YouTube and I guess Journey was like, dude, you're really good. Come tour with us. Really. And I actually went to a concert like way back in like 2010 and it was Journey cheap trick and heart. That's a pretty cool lineup. Great lineup. And, but journey were the closers and this little dude was the best fucking part of the show. Cause not only was he like nailing the vocals, but he was like dancing and jumping around and he was like happy super, there. super happy to be there. But he was also like a great showman. It was like, I want to be that guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just want to be able to like, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I like the way singing makes me feel. Uh-huh. Um, i don't like the way i sound yeah the only time i ever sing is when it's dark outside i'm in my car and my
1: radio is blasting so i can't hear myself but i can still like get but you that can you can like feel it yelling. in your inner ear too at the same time mm-hmm. so like you kind of know what you sound like even though you can't hear yourself yeah. so i sing a lot and i'm not very good at it either But I I, man, you do a great Axl Rose. Thank you. That was fun. Uh, (laughs) Listeners, I I made a video recently. I was very bored sitting around one day and I made a video of what if Guns N' Roses had covered something by the Beatles. And I thought it turned out pretty good. But uh, (laughs) no, so I don't particularly like the way that I sound when I sing either. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm pretty good, but not always. Uh, in fact, usually not. And I, I actually, uh, was writing about this recently. So I started reading this book and I think that's something I should have brought up in my, uh, crossing streams part. I, uh, have been listening to this audiobook called the artist's way. And, uh, it's essentially a self-help book for creative people. Uh, Chris put me onto it. I think he's also reading it and going through the steps, uh, uh that it suggests uh but one of the things that's mandatory must do is within the artist way you have to write morning pages which is to say first thing in the morning every day you write 3 pages doesn't matter what it is you could write i'm bored for 3 pages and all work no play makes jack a dull boy whatever doesn't matter but anyway so i was writing about that and i had just been playing music with somebody um uh the night before i was writing these particular morning pages and uh I, it i started thinking about uh uh my history of music and stuff and it occurred to me that like my mom um was not very supportive uh with like creative endeavors when i was younger um like she encouraged me to play things and you know to do creative things but she was also kind of kind of shitty sometimes being mm-hmm. honest like uh she would hear me trying to write a song when i'm 15 and playing guitar and stuff and she'd be like you're sounding a little pitchy and you know what i mean like just basically saying hey you're not very good and uh, i wish she hadn't done that uh i I wish that she had been more like good for you keep going because Mm -hmm. that's how people get better at things um you know when you when at least be more constructive with the feedback sure um or put me in singing lessons or something. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like, hey, you're not very good. And uh, so, like... and she, she didn't want to pay for those lessons. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, a, you're, you're not going anywhere. Stop <laughs> now, So, yeah, I, I, I do wish that uh, that experience had been different. And she was supportive in so many other ways. But with that one in particular, it was... Uh, that That's something that I wish that it had gone down differently. And so, I think that I got self-conscious about singing at some point. Um, to the point to where I I think it was actively detrimental to my singing voice at all. Where I would get in my own head about it and hate the way that I sounded, even if I sounded okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I'm getting over. I'm 34 now. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna be the next time in your life, right? Exactly. Um,
0: but uh, I. I think you sound great. Like I said, I mean, I was kind of joking when I was like, "You did a stellar Axl Rose." But like I, I was watching that thinking Like, man, Andy's got some pipes. I know he's going for a very specific style with this, and this isn't his natural singing
1: voice. But like, he's it's there. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. Anyway, but also, and I'm stealing your answer too. Just uh, most of the things that I wish I could do are music related. Um, Same. You Same. know. Uh, and yeah, I wish I could sing better too.
0: All right, well, let's move on to the next question. This is from a, a stranger uh, from the from the Twitter account, Movies or Therapy. <laughs> it's from Chris. He writes in, what's a fantasy you have that you're pretty sure would actually be terrible getting back together with an ex-girlfriend? No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: 100%, yeah, absolutely. No, actually, I, I, I think about this quite often is I'm such a huge... Um, uh, sci-fi geek you know like and that's always been like a huge fantasy slash stream of mine is like dude i want to go to space mm-hmm. i want to be in space so bad but the reality is it, that probably sucks Yeah, because <laughs> you're, sitting sitting you're literally shitting yourself and you're shitting yourself you're in a tiny confined space You can't really look out into space because there's probably only like one porthole in the one in the place you live. And you're just doing math the whole time. You're just doing math the whole time. You're like, man, I got to take a shower, but the water's not like hitting you. And you're just trying to like, come here, water globulates. Let me just kind (laughs) of smear it on me. Uh, You got to like strap yourself into bed to sleep. It's probably really like taxing. Yeah. But like. I don't know. That's still like, I want to do it. Like I, I, Oh yeah. Same. I think that, I think if they were some, like if somehow they're like, all right, America, uh, we have somehow foregone, uh, the requirements of being in space that you're all aware of that we've done for the last 20 or 30 years. Hey Jeff, they have Jeff Bezos fucking win. And Jeff Bezos just, he actually constructed the USS enterprise where there is fake gravity and there's replicators and there's transporters. And I'd be like, Oh, that sounds great. I'll sign up. Uh, how much? How much, Jeff? How much, Jeff? Am I? I'm a prime member. Do I get in? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, going to space, I think is mine. I so I had a buddy yesterday. I had this conversation with a friend yesterday, and he was like, "Would you ever climb Mount Everest?" And I was like, "Fuck no, hell no." Oh my no. god! I'm, first off, I'm afraid of heights. Hell no. Like, I don't do good with heights in general. So I would die, a hundred percent. I would just get dizzy and fall down that mountain. And he was like, "Like, imagine." You know, you, you, you don't have to worry about like money or work or the training involved. Like you're already, if tomorrow somebody says tomorrow you can go climb Mount Everest and all of a sudden you have the money to not have to worry about taking the time off work, you're in the right shape and all of a sudden you've done the training go climb Mount Everest tomorrow. You wouldn't go. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, are they going to pay me to do that? Like how, how many millions of dollars are they going to offer me to go do that? And he's like, none, it's just an opportunity to go climb Everest. And I'm like, fuck no, no. But if somebody hit me up tomorrow and said, Andy, you're going to the moon, I'd be there. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. no, that sounds fucking awful. And I'm like, I probably, I don't know, but yeah. I- you know the good thing about the moon <laughs> No one else has really been there.
0: Right. From what I understand the going on to uh, Mount Everest is like highly romanticized where the the actual reality of being on Mount Everest is very different than what you think of it is. And people die and you're walking by like frozen corpses. They leave you oh. up there. So there's yeah. just they use they use dead bodies as landmarks like, "Oh, brown jacket guy, we're like 3 miles up." You know? Yeah, but the the reality is like it's so it's so disgusting up there because there's like they leave all their trash up there because you can't really take it with you, so right. it's like heavily littered. Um And actually, a lot of times, so many people are going up at once. You're basically just like in a queue walking yeah. up a, mo- a mountain in a line queue. So it's like not at all what you think it's going to be. Yeah, from from my awful. understanding, you yeah. How
1: many people have died on the moon? Uh, probably some and they just won't tell I, yeah, us that how many cosmonauts
0: <laughs> are up there there's probably so many cosmonauts <laughs> right, <up there>. yeah. <laughs>
1: well no americans have died is that hey, no, is it a fun we sp- all
0: we all know uh uh neil we all know Buzz. No one knows who the third guy was.
1: I can't remember his name. I actually used to know that because that was a point of contention. But he me. never actually got on the moon, right? The no, yeah, guy. no. He yeah. he was in control of the uh, module that was hovering over the moon. Right. Uh, everybody, th- th- there's always got to be that guy and the unsung hero, and he was that person. I'm actually looking up the, who was the third guy on the moon? <laughs> Pete Conrad. Pete Conrad,
0: that's right. Hey, man. Everyone everyone, tweet out Pete. <laughs> Pour one out for your homie Pete. <laughs> Pour one out for Pete. Hey Pete, I'm taking a sip of my tea for you. <laughs> uh, so let's one see. small sip for Pete. <laughs> one
1: giant gulp for all mankind. Oh shit. Uh, so for me, uh, fantasy, that, that's a good one. Going to space would probably honestly suck. But I would do it in a heartbeat. I'm, I love that shit. I, I would still do it, Yeah. Um so you said your very your gut reaction immediate response was uh getting back together with an ex and you're not wrong. <laughs> no. Um and so like a fantasy of mine like uh having having a three way would probably honestly be awful. There are a thousand ways that it could go wrong.
0: Now when you say three way what are what are the teams Like, what are the demographics of this three way? So I actually, just when you think of it.
1: So I, I, in ideal situation, it would be me and two mystery women that I'm never going to see again in my life in case, in case things go wrong. Okay. I don't, I didn't know you could have been like one lady and me and another dude. I, so I actually had an invitation to be a part of a three way that was going to be a uh, woman and a man. It was a young, newly married couple. And uh, I, I had an invitation to be, come be the third. Um, fun fact, I got invited to a three-way one. Did you? Did you do it? No, because I'm so awkward. I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so anyway, I uh, got in my own head about it and I was like, you know, when you're dumb drunk out having fun or whatever it's like yeah that'd be badass but then when you get down to the nitty-gritty details I'm like there's a million ways that could go wrong yeah and like one or two where it like it's okay you know what I mean? at no point is it like like I might ruin their marriage I might m- embarrass myself most of the ways it could go wrong is me <laughs> embarrass embarrassing <yourself>. myself yeah <laughs> uh so anyway so uh In an ideal situation, it would be like two women that do not exist right now that just burst into being, have sex with me, and then cease to exist. So they can't tell anybody how short it was or how unsatisfying or whatever, you know? Um, He just looked at us, and that's all it took. (laughs) (laughs) And he was done. Just like, give me me a couple hours. I'll be right back. (laughs) But uh, so anyway, yeah, that's a fantasy where like, Yeah, that 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 would probably be awful. And, you know, so I don't know. I mean, there are ways where it could be good, but it's pretty unlikely, you know? Yeah, Uh, you you've got to have a really good rapport with the other two.
0: I think you got to be very comfortable with each other, I think, to make it not awkward and.
1: Sure. So honestly, I don't even really want it. I know, know how I like how I say that, like, as if I'm experienced. I'm like, oh, I'm so <laughs> interested about your invitation, though. We got to talk about that. Like, it doesn't got to be on the air. But I mean, I, I need I, to hear about it. It was an uh, ex girlfriend of mine. Um, were, it, were you dating at the time? Uh, yeah, dating oh is a Oh my God, hard you word. got the opportunity to. Did she want a third, like a girl, or did she want to two dude? girls. Yeah. Oh, buddy.
0: Um, it was this girl that I was like, kind of seeing kind of not, it was a very messy situation that I'm not super, super proud of, but like she made fat, she was fast friends with a girl from, um, Trinidad. And uh, they were they were both very drunk. And then they were like, we should do a threesome. And they were like, they were both like, let's go. Let's do it right now. Wait, but were you sober? Because- I was sober. I okay. was the DD. Oh, yeah. I was a DD. But like, I mean, I mean, I say I was a DD, but we were staying in a hotel. So I wasn't actually driving anywhere. I was just sober because someone had to keep an eye out for these children. Right. Um, And they were like very, very pushy about it. Like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, no, man, we're not going to do that. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no. Uh, you guys, you guys go ahead. I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> I mean, that's what most threesomes like come down to, right? Is one person just starts Somebody watching, <laughs> <up>
1: watching, <laughs> yeah. right? Again, I like how I say this as if I know. Well, dude, I respect your morals because that would have probably been the inappropriate thing to do to go through with it. Being the sober person invited to a drunken three way. Yeah. Uh, so respect. Thank you. I do wish that you had heard the that offer gotten drunk and then gone with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, That's I mean, the story I want to be told, That's I, my fantasy right truth now, be
0: told the night did continue. Cause that was actually startlingly early in the night. <laughs> like these, these two got drunk very, very quickly in the night. I did eventually become drunk that night, but I was still like the offer, no. the offer was off the table at that point. Yeah. It, I mean, I know the offer wasn't off the table. It was just, I still was very gun ho in my beliefs in in that not being a good idea uh so moving on to the next question this one comes in from carmelita she writes you and a fictional character in a dance-off who is that fictional
1: character and what song are you dancing to a fictional character and i are in a dance-off
0: me and peacemaker oh okay john cena's peacemaker what song absolutely so what song are you dancing to excuse me uh
1: let's see it's going to have to be what's that song by cheap trick Surrender. No. I want you to want me. I want you to want me. It's me and me and Peacemaker having a dance off to I want you to want me. (laughs) I want you You to want want me. me. And we just have to while out and see how noodly we can get because he can't noodle like I can because he's too (laughs) muscly. He's got the muscles here getting in the way of the noodling. I don't know. What, what's your dance-off? I the, That was just the first character. I, I couldn't even think of the song. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of a fictional character that I would want to have a dance-off with. Like, I know would the win. song. Like Billy Elliot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the, the knee your reaction, like, oh, am I choosing what fictional character? Oh, well, which characters do I, do, I, like, uh, do I just pick Professor Rex because he can't dance? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, is the goal here to win? I don't, you don't know, dude. It, or is, just, is the goal just to have a good time, him? you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It should be a good time.
0: Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of who a good uh and I'm trying to think of like who do I want to have a good time with and dancing with in a movie. You know what? I bet Channing Tatum ooh, from ooh. whatever Channing Tatum movie where he dances. I know who it is. Who is it? I know who it is. It's Aquaman, like Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Okay. Cause you know he brought Jello Shots right off the gate. He's like, I'm here to party, we're gonna have a good time. He brought the Jell-O shots. Everything's gonna be wet. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, this is so wet sexy. and then we're gonna have a dance off to don't stop me now by queen oh it's good don't stop me now is my jam are if, you having such a good time steve <laughs> i am like you take are you me- having a ball i'm having a ball don't but uh if i'm at a wedding and there's a DJ. You best believe that your boy Steve is gonna make himself known to that DJ as the guy that's pestering him every 10 minutes. Hey, when are you gonna play Don't Stop Me, Down, My Queen? and when he does
1: your boy Steve's going to be on the dance floor doing interpretive dance to that song. So you're like sign languaging like don't like you're 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 shaking the fingers at your throat don't stop you put your hands out now and you like point at I don't know the ground right now or the time. I'm a rocket ship on my way to Mars I'm like simulating a rocket ship going up and I'm
0: like there's a lot of hip thrusts and it's very sexual. whoa, whoa 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 explode. There's a a lot of video of me at weddings dancing to that song. I want to see these. It is codes. it is it is a highlight of every wedding if you're having listener if you're having a wedding invite me and I will I
1: will dance I'm Picturing drunk sweaty Steve these pit stains putting your arms up with the rocket. Oh ship. man so many pit stains
0: <laughs> places you didn't even know I had pits <laughs> uh, so thank you Carmelita, for that now we get one from Kelly Hudson Sundberg uh, I love I love Kelly. I just want to throw that out. She's a good friend of mine. No, oh, awesome. um, she writes. Which of you is the peanut butter and which is the jelly? The question of her time, Andy. Which of us is peanut butter and which of <laughs> us is jelly? You put us together and we're the perfect sandwich. Just to like kind of put in your kids' uh, brown paper bag for lunch at mm-hmm.
1: school. That's a really good question. So,
0: so like the question would be like, oh, I
1: got Andy with my peanut butter. Oh, I got Steve with my chocolate. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay so this is the way that i'm gonna look at it of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that's the only point of reference we have for this right we're not talking about like uncrustables we're talking about a straight peanut butter and jelly sandwich right yeah i don't know if the i don't know if uncrustables are like universally known throughout the world okay well that okay. could be like a purely fat american thing sure almost certainly so <laughs> uh I feel like peanut butter is the foundation of that sandwich, right? And the mm-hmm. the jelly is kind of like the, 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 sweetness. The, the sweetness on top. I feel like you're the foundation of the show, man. Oh, Like when we started our reboot cool or legacy cool or whatever you want to call it a year ago, over a year ago now, you were the one that was like, I want this to happen. And you're like, I just got this roadcaster and I got these microphones and I want to bring streaming things back. So I look at you as like the bedrock of streaming things. And so in that way, I would say that you're the peanut butter Aww. and I'm the jelly because I'm just like, I don't even need to be here. You know what I mean? So like, that's
0: not true though, because a peanut, peanut have... butter sandwich
1: by itself is fine. A jelly mm-hmm. sandwich by itself, uh uh-uh. uh. See, I don't know. I think I can have a jelly sandwich. Yeah. That's what you do with toast. You blew my mind earlier when you said you don't do peanut butter and jelly. You do peanut butter and honey, and that's weird. I mean, yeah, but that's toast. That's not a sandwich. That's not PB and J. Yeah, you know but I mean? mean, what?
0: The only difference between toast and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is one more layer of bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the peanut butter. But well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but see, uh, so I I think you're. I will take that on peanut butter, right? But I think you're discounting the importance of the jelly because the jelly is that little sweetness that really ties it all together. Mm-hmm. Because without Andy, we wouldn't really have the audio sweetening that is all our music. That wouldn't be all of your great hot takes that you have. Like I think you you bring to the show this point of view that I think is very needed and it's very fun and I, I love it. And without without you to, like, bounce all my
1: dick jokes off of, (laughs) they wouldn't go anywhere. (laughs) Who would you have to cream it with? I'm going to have a little more of the 1792. Did you like the 1792? It's good stuff. I got a bottle right there, but we're having yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I just got mine. So, listener, we are drinking
0: a bottle of 1792. Small batch. Small batch, yes. It's a Kentucky bourbon. This was gifted to me by a client at work um, this past week. So. it
1: is a a very good burp a very good bourbon and i'm glad that you brought it here
0: i'm glad i brought it here too that was really good that's the first time i've had uh this particular brand uh yeah give me give me another little finger of it i can do that um i'm glad we got to the the so if if i'm the peanut butter Uh. and you're the jelly does that mean chris is the bread he's the he's the like the boundaries that kind of smushes us
1: together You know, being that he is generally the lead of the show. He is the framework of the show. He is the the framework of the show. And in that regard, you know, the the bread is the framework. Like, if you just have a glob of peanut butter and jelly, that ain't no sandwich. No. Chris is the one that puts form to it. So, yeah, he's the bread. That's true. You know those, like, jars
0: uh, that you'll find them in the grocery stores? The jars that are, like... Uh, there's like a stripe of peanut
1: butter and then a stripe of jelly. Mm, fucking savage. How unsettling is that jar? Savages, dude. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, like, are you are you crunchy peanut butter? Are you semi-crunchy? Are you like Reese's peanut butter, Jif? Are you Skippy? So I think nine times or or out of one of those fucking mutant
0: peanut butter jelly line no no definitely don't do the catastrophe line shit no that stuff is unsettling i do not like it um however like nine times out of ten when i'm just like man i want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i will go for the creamy just because it's you know it's easy you can quickly dip stuff it's not a big deal (laughs) but i do like a crunchy peanut butter i actually i actually do enjoy crunchy peanut butter quite a lot wait so are you saying that you keep a jar of each no, I don't keep a jar of each Oh, okay. You no. were like
1: I go for the creamy, but I was no, like the,
0: the creamy is what I have. I actually have, you know, it's funny you made fun of me for the honey thing. I have a jar of peanut butter honey at uh, my house right now. Weird. It's just it's just peanut butter with like a little I could touch see of honey, honey, honey peanut flavoring.
1: Butter. Oh.
0: Yeah, it's peanut butter, but it has like honey you flavoring. Pe- you said peanut butter honey. You have honey. Oh, sorry. Butter. Yeah, flip flip that around. Okay. Uh it's peanut butter with like some honey flavoring in it and I dip uh pretzels into it when I'm like just looking for a snack, you know. That sounds pretty good actually. Yeah. yeah. Right, what about you? Are you a crunchy guy? Smooth guy?
1: Uh, guy? In general, I would prefer crunchy. I tend to get smooth. Fun fact, real oh, quick. Boy, do you tend to get smooth? I tend to get smooth. Mm. Fun fact, uh, if you ever have the hiccups, spoonful of peanut butter will immediately kill it. It's amazing. Really? Yeah, it's an instant cure. It's bizarre. Yeah. I have to do that. Are you ready for the next question? Yep.
0: This comes from Uncle Snaps on Twitter. All right, then. He writes, it's Royal Rumble Day, baby. The cast of the Expendables one through three are in a Royal Rumble together. Who you got? George St Pierre. George St Pierre. What is he in there?
1: I feel like he has to be right. I, 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 you're asking the wrong person. I'm well, actually, he was in he was in the second Captain America. So now he's an action star. He's the only person that is in movies that will actually kill you. Um, so I would have to go with George St Pierre. But I don't honestly know. Who the fuck's so I in do, those movies? So okay, I, so I got, do think
0: this, this question does need a little bit of uh, of explaining. The Royal Rumble, for those of you who don't know, is a match in the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. So it's this match where like 30 wrestlers enter the ring and they get eliminated one at a time by being thrown over the top rope. So what Uncle Snaps here is positing is if like there was a, a Rumble match of that type what cast members of the
1: expendables movies would we like vote on to win that match type (laughs) okay so i'm sad to say george st pierre is not in the expendables universe oh man um he was in captain america winter soldier he was that bald dude on the boat uh very early on in it and leaper i don't know he's the french guy his name is... Jo- yeah, he's well, he's French-Canadian. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, he's the Leaper. Georges Batac. He's the Leaper? Okay. Yeah. So anyway... Um, Duh, Andy. I thought for sure <laughs> that he was going to be in there because he's an action star. So let's... Who the fuck's in The Expendables? We know we got... Well, we, got uh, we got Sly, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, I just pulled... Which
0: one did you pull up? I pulled up two. Oh, oh, I will pull up three because I feel like that will expand the universe a little bit. Fun fact about The Expendables movies, I think I've, I've only seen one of them. I cannot say for sure which one it was, but I think it was two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so weird. But you got
0: your Sylvester Stallone, your Jason Statham, your Dolph Lundgrens, Jean-Claude, like pretty much like every
1: action Harrison hero from Ford, the- Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mel Gibson. Ford was in one of these? He was in 3? What? Um, Wesley Snipes, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture. Uh, I would have said him, except he is a glass jaw now from uh, being hit so many times. Mm. Uh, Terry Crews, ooh. ooh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Antonio Banderas, Bruce Willis, Chuck Norris, Ronda Rousey.
0: Oh, Ronda. Ronda. Liam Hemsworth was in two. So, so with the rumble, you got to think of somebody. Okay, you got to think of somebody who has the ability to, who has the stamina to potentially last long because they could be like the first one out, Mm -hmm. and they have to survive all thirty. But also, someone strong enough to like throw someone over, you know? Okay, who would that be? Like you mentioned, Couture can't do it because he's got a glass jaw. Yeah, Uh, but like, does someone else like of all
1: the names? We kind of a lot of these guys are older now. Yeah, they're pretty ancient uh i'm it was of the names that we went through i'm gonna have to say terry cruz terry cruz
0: really yeah okay i think that's a good choice i'm gonna actually go for uh a jet lee okay i'm putting I, my I eggs guess, in jet I, lee's I, basket I jet
1: but i feel like terry cruz would break jet lee in half if he were to get his hands on him. that's true jet lee's kind of small yeah but he's really quick he is quick he's really
0: quick maybe how old is jean-claude van damme how old is he now? Oh, I'm going to say... Oh, he's like born in 1960? So that's what... He's 62 now. Yeah. Mm.
1: Wow. When, when did it, everybody get so old? When boy? did everyone get... When did we get so Andy, old? Andy, are we old? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Whose hands are these? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say Jason, Jason Statham, but honestly, he's not even, like, badass in real life. He's badass on screen. He was, like, an Olympic diver. Like, there's no... Yeah. There's nothing badass. I mean, it looks super cool what he does, but he can rock a speedo with the best of them. But still, he
0: like he, he's not a hard ass. We do. I mean, all that tells me is Jason Statham is really good at taking a dive. Mm. Ho, 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 ho. Don't Crush beat it. me up, Jason Statham, please. Don't all beat right. me up. Terry uh, so Cruz. I'm gonna stick by Jet Lee. Okay. He's quick. Or Ronda Rousey. I feel like she's a wild card. Ooh, Ron. Yeah, Ron is actually like she's still young enough to she legitimately like kick your ass, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, fun fact. So the reason why Pey- or, uh, Uncle Snaps asked that question is because tonight, as we record this Saturday, uh, the Royal Rumble for WWE is happening tonight. Funny enough, it's speculated that Ronda Rousey is going to appear. Make an appearance? Yeah. Rowdy Ronda Rousey? Rowdy Ronda Rousey.
1: I heard that she got permission from R- Rowdy Roddy Piper to use the Rowdy name.
0: She did before he, he passed, passed away. Pretty yep. cool. Yep. Um,
1: and she was actually pretty good. As a wrestler, is she like, is
0: that a past tense thing? Well, she, she came into WWE a couple years ago and she like she had a,
1: a year long run. Beaten out of the UFC. She yeah. Couldn't win
0: anymore. But. Right. Uh, but she was still like able to kind of like, uh, quickly transition into that role of like looking powerful, but also, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a play, act. right? Yeah. Basically. Um, but she transitioned to do it really well. And she basically had like a year long run. And then she quit so she could start a family. Oh, good. And for from from all accounts, she she I think she did have a baby. Good for her. Um, and now I uh, rumors abound that she's coming back at least for another year to have another like I'm still badass Ronda Rousey. Hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Continuing on, uh, we've gotten a bunch more questions here. Uh, This one comes in from Sarah. She writes, what's your favorite 90s nostalgia movie? Oh, no. I was ill-prepared for this. (laughs) 90s
1: nostalgia movie. So are we talking about like movies current movies that have nostalgia for the 90s like mid 90s like the Jonah Hill movie or are we talking about like movies that were nostalgic for from the 90s I think it's open to interpretation okay how, she did, she doesn't get super specific in that regard how would you interpret it
0: uh for for me my my initial reaction was to think of a movie from the 90s that gives me nostalgia for the time okay I got mine do you got yours
1: uh no so you can go ahead let me, let okay. me think a little bit I would go with Boz Lerman's william shakespeare's romeo <laughs> plus Juliet. Draw your swords A <laughs> curse so both your houses um and fucking with like love fool in there love me love me Say love love fool love it's such a good song the cardigans i mean the cardigans are so fucking good they're badass man. like there's nothing more 90s about that leonard young leonardo dicaprio wearing a suit of armor with angel wings or no, his uh, he's wearing a suit of armor, and Juliet Claire Danes has angel wings, and like looking through the uh, fish tank at each other, and um, Mercutio, Mercutio uh, that I can't remember the actor's name that the dude that played Mercutio. Sean Guizamo? No, he's in that though, right? He is.
0: Hang on, uh, we got to get to the bottom of this, baby. Yes, we do. Hang on. Uh, oh no, don't open in YouTube. What the fuck?
1: romeo Ah, oh, man you know
0: i i pulled up a, a i just was like google, google movies that came out in the 90s i'm like looking through these i'm like man, there's so many good 90s movies
1: <laughs> uh john leguizamo played tybalt tybalt uh, that's Mercutio right was a uh, Harold perrineau um that dude crushed it he he's the uh the mercutio's uh romeo's best friend that mm. uh inadvertently gets stabbed by tybalt when uh he's trying to stop that's a right. fight between romeo and tybalt um and then Paul Rudd, the ageless Paul Rudd, looking the same back then as he does now, he's a vampire. Is the uh, the person that the uh, Capulets are trying to uh, marry Juliet away to? And then yeah, John Leguizamo as Tybalt is amazing. And there's I always think of that uh, weird, goofy, bizarre way they shot that uh, argument at the gas station between John Leguizamo and uh, the uh, Montague. Uh, hangers on where they're like is the do you bite your thumb at me sir i do not bite my thumb. is the log <laughs> on my side if i say i nay i do not bite my thumb at you sir but i do bite my thumb and like the way that's shot with like these wide-angle lenses and everybody's wearing hawaiian shirts with unbuttoned with no t-shirt underneath and they have these hell yeah weird like monster handguns and stuff like that is the most 90s movie i can think of and I love the shit out of it. Like, I, I'm, I'm, it's blowing my mind how much I remember of it. I haven't seen it in years, but, like, that movie, like, does something to me. Well, that's a good, that's a good choice. I, I remember
0: watching that movie for the first time in school. Like, that was one of those movies that you would potentially, like, watch in, like, an English class in high school.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, oh,
0: we can't get the kids to read Shakespeare. How do we get around this? Oh, let's put on Leonardo DiCaprio. Right uh funny funny enough like we i think uh my freshman year in english class we watched that movie and then my sophomore year in english class we watched like the old like 1970s romeo and juliet movie i don't know if you ever seen that but there actually is a uh
1: yeah so i think that um oh no the the dude that played jorah mormont in game of thrones played romeo in that movie no shit really i i can't remember the actor's name uh ian glenn
0: that's the yeah ian glenn you're right yeah um that's the but like juliet appears topless at one point in that movie right Mm -hmm. because i have a vivid memory of our english teacher at the time going like all right guys so uh we're gonna watch this movie but there is brief nudity brief so i really need you all to everybody suddenly starts paying attention basically like, I really need you all to be very adult about this. We're just going to watch it. Okay. And she literally stood up in front of the class next to the t- cause you know how TVs were like on carts back then they would like wheel oh, yeah. them in. It's on the cart. So she's literally standing in front next to the cart for maybe 25, 30 minutes before the scene finally shows up where she appears topless <laughs> and she just steps in front of it or something. No, She doesn't step in front of it, but she just goes Boobs. And points,
1: boobs, <laughs> boobs,
0: and then goes and sits down. Like, what did you accomplish there? <laughs> that was the part I was warning you about. Jesus. There they are right there. One and two. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, for me, 90s nostalgia, uh, uh, for whatever reason, like I think of, um, uh, I think of Billy Madison. and clueless those are the movies that come to mind the most uh billy madison because in the 90s for whatever reason you know that's you know adam sandler movies are the type of movies that appeal to like young 10 year old boys basically so i remember like in the late 90s watching billy madison on repeat with my dumb little friends where he's like oh he said it's fun to pee your pants ha 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 um but I've never watched that movie ever again.
1: <laughs> Once we got into the 2000s, I don't think I've seen Billy Madison since the 90s. Dude, I, I watched that so many times in the 90s, and that's probably the better answer. Yeah. Um, I watched that so many times, like, it's just ingrained in my skull. You know what I mean? Like, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name that uh, passed away recently? Spraying the kid with the hose, like, leave me alone. I don't know you, mister. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank.
0: Um. Oh, okay. Hang on. Yeah, we literally would watch that. That was one of the first movies I remember. Like, you remember the first time you would have friends over? Nor McDonald. Oh yeah, Nor McDonald. All man. Rest in peace. But that was one of the first movies. Like, I remember when you would have friends come and spend the night at your house, or you go to your friends and spend the night, and you guys actually had permission to like stay up as late as you could. So you'd be up f- until like four in the morning for the first time in your lives but you're doing it watching Billy Madison. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, then clueless comes to mind. Cause when I think of like the nineties aesthetic, that's, that's just clueless. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also with Paul Rudd. Yeah, dude, he's everywhere. <laughs> he's the man. I love Paul Rudd. Turns out
1: he is the nineties. He's the peanut butter of the nineties.
0: That's why he never ages because he's literally just a, a, a set point in time. If he just exists in the <laughs> '90s. time is a flat <laughs> circle revolving around Paul Rudd. <laughs> Uh, okay, we got two more questions. Let's let's, let's blaze through these. Uh, this one's going to be very hard to answer. All right, this is a very deep question. Okay, this one's sent in by Phil. Uh, okay, Phil. He writes, "Why are
1: birds? Because they do whatever they want, Phil. That's why. You Hear that, Phil? Why don't you get off birds' back? Why are birds? That's kind of like the." quintessential streaming things. What are we even? What is it show? What are we even? What are we even? Like you, there, there's a second half of that question that just is left out. So why are birds? Why aren't birds? That's what I want to know. Yeah. No one's ever stopped and asked why aren't birds? Yeah. You
0: know that meme going around that's like, uh, birds are fake. Yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's super funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Phil, do you ever wonder why birds don't, uh, Live around here during winter? Mm-hmm. It's not because it's cold outside. It's because they're just trying to get away from your pedantic questions. Okay. <laughs>
1: <You> pedantic fuck. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Our last question comes in from Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. We love you. Uh, he writes If there was a season of Survivor where the cast was exclusively characters from A24 films, who you got?
1: Oh my god, that's a really good question. Okay,
0: so you're, the, all the cast of uh, characters from A24 films are sequestered on an island, being filmed for the series Survivor. People are being eliminated. There's elimination challenges at the uh, you know there can only be one survivor at the end of the day. Who's gonna Who's gonna do it? I think I, you have a better chance at doing this because you know I'm I'm not as
1: familiar with A24 films as you and Chris are. Well, I'm flipping through a list right now, so I'm i gonna... I think we already have the answer, though. Uh, yeah, the robot from Ex Machina.
0: Oh, okay. We're just going straight to uh, auto- <laughs> autonomous <laughs> beings. The robot wins. Okay, hundred <laughs> percent. I was gonna say Paul Dano from. Uh, uh swiss army man oh yeah that's because he that's literally true. did survive on an
1: island with, oh a, with yeah you're right army man I, I think we already have the answer yeah you're right <laughs> you're right uh, i just saw a trailer for a new 824 movie uh shit or 824 i don't even remember what the name is but uh, uh called x it's like uh this uh period piece porno movie it looks fucking f- like also kind of horror it, it looks fantastic um let's see come on come on wonky infinite phoenix and come on come on uh did you ever see did you manage to see that movie i have not but uh that was alex's favorite movie yeah i I still really really want to see see that uh the green knight uh that's a pretty good one uh sir gallon he has a sword does anybody else have a sword
0: he'll be very helpful he i feel like he would be super helpful in the like early stages of survivor but they would eventually eliminate him because the other people see him as a threat i feel like yeah they would
1: kind of single him out early on yeah like that guy's got a sword let's uh let's get rid of sir gowan i know the answer okay florence Pugh from midsummer okay why florence Pugh from midsummer because she has an entire army of people behind her so like it's not just her alone on this island it's her and about like 60 norwegians are, are they in norway, norway i've never regions? seen it i don't know you never seen midsummer no what no i don't i, I don't watch horror films oh that the, my comment made no sense then <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs>
0: i'm pretty I, I think you're right though like from my tertiary outside observer standpoint i think you're right it is like norway or some like finnish, finnish. country It might be Finland, Finland. Yeah, Um, Scandinavia. Is that Scandinavia that like section of Europe? I don't know, buddy. Dude, we're Americans. We're not culture. We're just like I don't know. We're capitalist pigs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never mind Norway. And it's fine. Wyoming doesn't exist. So, (laughs) Um, yeah. uh, So without spoiling it, yeah, she's got some people behind her. Um, Are
0: they allowed on the set of Survivor? There, like, how are these uh, these Florence Pugh minions?
1: coming onto the island to help I mean, her well so that's a question with a 24 movies like are we looking at them as they were at the start or at the end of their character development there's there mm-hmm. are factors that we have to take into consideration now you know i you know he doesn't
0: specify in his question but i think this is like a great uh critical thinking exercise it's really up to your imagination like where do you find uh florence well at what point in florence pew's journey do you find her on the, on the island So
1: I I picture her at the penultimate moment of her journey. So they wheel her like. I don't know why I said penultimate at the (laughs) final moment of her journey. At the. I knew,
0: it. I knew what you meant. At, at the season premiere of the second to last moment. Survivor Series. Uh, Survivor C- Season A24. Florence Pugh just wheeled out in a wheelchair of flowers with her flower crown. With this like <laughs> creepy distant smile. <laughs> and they're like. And 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 uh, uh, Sir Gowan has a sword and he's looking at her like, oh, I should beat her pretty quickly. But right. not knowing that she's got a whole horde of. Norwegians? Question mark? Finns? Finns? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or uh, so you don't watch horror movies, so you haven't seen *Hereditary*. Um,
0: That's why I said that you and Chris would be better to answer this question because I'm so. But, I, I uh, feel like I because A24 finances so many horror, like uh, yeah. high level horror films that I just yeah. haven't seen.
1: Um, so Alex Wolf as Peter. Um, Peter at the end of that movie. At the very, very end of that. Is movie, that the son in hereditary? Yeah, he's yeah. like the main character. Um, he would take on anybody with ease without spoiling the movie. But yeah. You're um, saying he wouldn't lose his head. He would not lose his Under head. Under
0: pressure. Okay. Exactly. Right.
1: Under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start singing Queen song. You know right? what? Let's do that. <laughs> Conniving Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems. Is that an A twenty four film? It is. Sweet. But oh, yeah. he you know, he can work his way through anything. Now, if we took him at the end of his movie, eh, I don't know how well he's going to do. <laughs> but, you know, like it, 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 him in his prime, he'd do okay. Lady Bird, she's out. Uh, she's out, yeah. Moonlight, no. eh, no, not going to do great. That weird kid from Killing of Sacred Deer. He might do okay just because he's so weird. He's going to weird everybody out. The weirder you are, the better of a chance you have at winning Survivor. Survivor. I think that's... Oh, a, you know what? I keep thinking about... I, I've been looking at it as a battle royale, and it's not. It's Survivor. No. So. It's, there's a lot of politics involved. There's uh Okay. So yeah. I, I'm i going to go with Florence Pugh then because her character from Midsummer is just... She's been dealt a hard hand and has tragedy. She has a tragic backstory that is going to endear herself to the audience and uh she is also just like a good person like you know you like you can relate to her and she's pretty but in like in a girl next door kind of way it's not like she's she, she's the ideal 100 so percent florence Pugh from midsummer would win survivor uh, i'm positive about all that. right yeah that's i'm the, still that's sticking by my paul dano and swiss
0: army man answer because so. he's been there because he's been there he's he knows done how that. to survive he will find a dead body and use that to his, <laughs> use its farts to uh, propel him into the future he is the uh leonardo da vinci of dead body farts all right uh <laughs> he will f- he will develop new and interesting ways to use it to his advantage I mean, just imagine Paul Dana running up with a dead Daniel Radcliffe and just ripping an ass in front of Florence Pew. Her flowers would wilt. He would karate
1: chop you with his retractable arm. <laughs> he would say, if you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know shit. That's true. And then he'd win. And then he would build elaborate uh, scene, dioramas within the woods. Isn't the first ever winner of Survivor, like in prison? Dude, I don't know. They're like one has a sex tape, one's dead, another is in prison. I I, I lost count. I I, I watched like I mean, the first. So many two people seasons have won that Survivor. show.
0: Yeah, so many people have won that show at this point because it's been going on for twenty years. Yeah. So like, there's bound to be some uh, yeah. some bad eggs in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, couple of joss whedon's (laughs) um doubling down on their problems (laughs) yeah yeah
1: i uh yeah no i I watched like the first two seasons way way back in the day and i i don't care i don't give a shit about reality tv so i don't either
0: uh uh, somebody
1: said they were watching the new uh oh it was an
0: intern we had at work um over the summer she was like i my favorite tv show of all time is survivor you're fired and she's like 20 years old and i'm like and honestly, when she said that, I was like, oh, like, you watch the old show? She's like, no, this year's show is so good. I'm like, they're still making those?
1: Right. <laughs> I don't know. There's, like, some kind of weird, like, outside looking in enjoyment you can get from watching reality TV. Like, uh, my girlfriend's a big fan of, like, The Bachelor and stuff. And she's like, oh, my God, these people are so terrible. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Sam was like that too. She was addicted to reality TV. That was like the
0: only show she would watch in her spare time. Cause she just found the drama of all these crazy people acting crazy. And then like it gave her some sort of self, like it, it, it made her feel good about herself. Like I think my life is crazy, but at least I'm not like those people. Right.
1: But none of them are actually like that. They're just hamming it up to try to be famous. So yeah. it's just yeah. a thing. Was that our last question? Yeah. That was our last question. That uh, was fun. I feel like the first couple were pretty deep. And then it just got fun. and it just yeah. became wire birds after a while <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of
0: fun. We should We should do more mailbags more often as long as people are willing to send us questions. and we got and thank you guys so much. everyone who sent us questions, I honestly wasn't expecting the feedback because this was kind of a last minute you know, I expected getting one or two that we you and I could like vamp on to fill some time. Mm-hmm. but we got so many questions with like I just put this tweet up like around
1: noon today was that today
0: yeah it was i mean within like four hours we had six
1: questions i I was laying in bed like the (laughs) life-saving antidote. you're having your peanut exactly my peanut uh power nap nap. um
0: but yeah so thank you so much to everyone who submitted a question thank you so much for listening to this episode of uh streaming things um tune in next week uh where chris joins us and we talk about groundhog day style time loop films Uh, Andy, is there anything else you want to say before we head out? I just want to say I love you. Oh, Guy, I love all our listeners, too. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much. My name has been Chris. Or, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Shit. No. No. No, I'm Steve. I'm Steve. My name is Steve. My name's Andy. (laughs) And this has been Streaming Things. Happy streaming.